Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. You are now listening to episode 139. Uh, I am here with Evan. Evan, how we doing? I'm good, man. Just chilling. You know, got a lot to do today, but we, we pushed the episode from yesterday because I think we were both tired. I know you worked, and I was tired from, from playing golf stuff. Recording this one early, I think we got a good one, uh, good one coming up. Yeah, the early episodes always do well. I think we yeah. get a good flow, and yep. um, I think we got a good topic today. We were struggling to come up with ideas um, due to it being summertime, and I don't think we constantly want to talk about transfer rumors. Yeah, um, I think that's something we could do like every two to three weeks. Um, we only have about four to five weeks until the season starts up again, so yep. um, we're almost there. And speaking of the Prem... Uh, last week we did a, a first, I guess, a first team, 20 players from all the uh, upcoming teams this season. Put a team together. If you guys haven't seen on our socials, check out uh, what squads we made over there on our Instagram and Twitter at Post20Pod. Um, so going along the similar lines of that episode, we're just going to pick an all-time 11 Premier League team. So no subs. It's just going to be a straight-up 11. Uh, we both talked about formations, and we both unknowingly picked the same formation which is good so we're going to go with a 4-3-3 attack um just like how we did last week and um i think it'll be a quicker episode because i don't think there's going to be much debate between the two of us so we we thought there's probably like maybe 16 to 20 guys that you could really put into this team currently yeah. at this stage in the year 2022 um, it'll be interesting to see listening back maybe five, ten years down the line if we would remove some of these people for newer players. But um, yeah, I guess let's get right into it. And I guess conventionally we would start from back to front. So goalkeeper-wise, um, Evan, who would you believe would fill this role? Um, I think this one you may be able to guess as well. This is my favorite keeper of all time across any league ever. Uh, Edwin van der Sar, my, my most favorite keeper ever. Just so incredible to watch. The guy was an absolute stud. The final line of, of defense behind an already stacked uh, United back line. It's crazy to see how far they've gone in the opposite direction when you think about um, the fact that, that van der Sar really wasn't that long ago in the past. You know, I guess maybe it was 2007 when they won in Moscow uh, against Chelsea, I think. Or did Chelsea win that? No, it was United. United right? won. United won in 2007. I remember watching that. Uh, Van der Sar coming up clutch and in, in pens. He is just was an incredible keeper. Um, believe club captain as well at points. So uh, it's going to be Van der Sar for me. I just think that he is probably still the best keeper I've ever watched play. Maybe Casillas comes close, but um, definitely him for me. Yeah, um, I went in a different direction there. Um, I I did slightly consider Van der Sar, but yeah. um, I had to go with Petr Cech, I believe. Yeah. Four, yeah. four Prem titles, five FA Cups, three League Cups, as well as um, a Europa League and Champions League winner's mm-hmm. medal there, uh, famously in Munich against Bayern yep. uh, in a penalty shootout. Four-time Golden Glove winner in the Premier League. He is the all-time club leader at Chelsea for clean sheets with 228. He's the quickest to 100 clean sheets with the, with the 180 matches played. 
as well as uh, the record for most clean sheets in a season with 24, um, which is hard to believe nowadays. And then uh, he's got the most all-time clean sheets in the Prem with 202, which I'm sure will be broken at the pace that Ederson and Allison are going. And then uh, lastly, he has the record for um, 1,025 minutes without conceding a goal, and that was in the 0405 season. Um, which I believe was the first first trophy for them under Mourinho. So, yeah, he's got a lot of accolades. He had some time there with Arsenal where he picked up another FA Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's been on the board for a few seasons now, and I believe he's stepping away now with Todd Bowley taking over. So uh, sucks to see that. He's a lovable guy. Um, really just solidified that back line, similar to how you were explaining Van de Sar to that United team back in the um, mid to late 2000s. Um, there's a couple other guys you could consider here. I like Peter Schmeichel, if, yeah. if you're an old school watcher, the 90s. Um, I think we would give him more recognition if we grew up in that era. Yeah, uh, Seaman was good as well, but not the longevity that Vandersar and, and especially Czech had. Yeah, I was I was between Czech and um, David De Gea, but yep. I, th- I think just the 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 resume or the CV for Czech is a lot better. Plus, um, I think all around he is more just iconic moments, really. So I think that's a safe bet for me. Uh, moving on, do you want to start left side of the defense or right side? Uh, let's start right side. Okay. Um, this is the one that I don't think anybody would have in their teams, but I think he's taken the game to the next level and, and modernized, if you will, that position in the more of a wingback role. And he's a very versatile player who can play in the midfield as well. And we've... We've seen what he can do in this short time at Man City, and I think I got to go with Zhao Cancelo. Um, mm. I just think what he offers to that team with his versatility to play either flank in the back as well as push into a more advanced midfielder role, um, just an all-around quality player who can lock down things in the back, score goals, create. Um, opportunities for his teammates that's just where the the game's going for that position more as a a wing back role not as much as a defensive minded player position more of if you're a conventional guy you would go with Gary Neville here who um, probably the most one of the most decorated players um, yeah definitely in his position but um, grew up in that famous United team where they just went on an absolute tear under Sir Alex Ferguson. But I just think with what he's offered and what we've seen the past couple of years and just the, the run Man City's been on, he's been an integral part to that back line. So I have to go with him as a as an odd shot there. Yeah, um, I actually have a, a current player at right back as well. I have Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, it was between him and I considered Kinsella for a second, but I just don't think... Um, I don't know. Cancelo plays kind of that, like Matt said, like wingback. He he almost is always forward and in the midfield, and he does change the way that that game that the game is played from that position. Um, I think TAA is a little bit more of a conventional right back, but he also tracks up. He just doesn't get as involved in midfield. 
Um, so I, I went with TAA, obviously an impressive CV is only 23 years old, um, has a champions league trophy, obviously in 18, 19, uh, they won the league in 2020 runners up this year. Of course, they got the super cup, uh, in 1920, they won the FA cup this year. And then, um, they won the league cup in, in 2022 as well. So these are both trophies from this year, but I think, um, TAA is just an incredible player defensively. He can get exposed at times, but I think as we see him age a little bit, um, we're going to see his, his defensive capabilities sort of shine through, um, just a little bit aggressive, a little bit young. That's sort of the case. I think with, with a lot of these young guys look like Matt said, look at Cancelo. Um, the younger you are, I think the more forward you want to get just because you have the physical capabilities. Um, so I went with TAA. I think if we look at the long run, he's going to be a figure in this league for a very, very long time. Um, seems to be extremely happy at Liverpool, and I just can't see things changing. I mean, I could see him staying there his entire career, so I, I chose him. Yeah, I would definitely. That would be when we look at um, whether to make changes in a couple of years. I think he would definitely be a yeah for one of the first guys on my list if his career continues the way it's going uh moving on center backs um like my, my favorite back my right center back would be john terry um club legend here at chelsea five Premier League titles five fa cups three league cups as well as check the the two european trophies and he is the club's all-time highest scoring defender um, which in recent times has been a normal thing now for defenders to score a lot. But um, he was the first guy there, I think, with like 47 or so off the top of my yeah. head. So yep. um, he was one of the first guys in the modern era to to really lock down that position and show what a leader is. Obviously, there's problems off the field and such, but um, if we're solely thinking about the game, he was just an absolute lockdown guy in the back. Um, not afraid to get dirty played in uh, if you could argue in multiple eras of the game in the early 2000s to um, his last year 16-17 where they won the their fifth title um, under Conte it's uh, it's tough to argue him not be in that team there's a multitude of other guys I'd say maybe six to seven other players you could put in here but um, for me he's a guaranteed one and uh, my other guy would be the second. Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, this is one that I think probably people would debate, but it's Nemanja Vidic. Um, I think he's, it, besides uh, the guy that I have at left center back, Vidic is probably my favorite center back in history. He was there for that incredible run that, United had from like 2007 until like 2013 um, won a title in 7, 8, 9, 11 and 13 with them. They won the Champions League in 07, 08, the, the Moscow one that I talked about. Uh, a Club World Cup with United in 2008. They won the English League Cup three times while he was there. Um, and then he actually has a couple of, couple of um, other trophies that I'm looking at now from when he played in Serbia. Um, one footballer of the year, uh, two times in Serbia as well. I mean, I don't know who else was was up there for him, but um, he was unbelievable. Vidic at his height, uh, one point eight seven meters. I think he was about six two. 
He was just an absolute tank, a violent center back, super physical, um, kind of kind of something we've lost, I think, in the past 10 years or so of the game. A guy like Vidic now, if you dropped him in, um, I think he would just absolutely dominate. He was big, he was quick, and he was super physical. If you paired him up um, with the other guys they had in that defense on top of what they had going forward, uh, and at the back with Van der Sar, I just think that they were so unstoppable. And he is he's kind of a slept-on guy. You don't hear his name uh, a lot these days, but I think he's a total legend of the game, one of my favorite center backs ever, and 100% in my, my best 11. Yeah, it's hard hard to argue that. I mean, the guy, him and uh, Rhea... They were, were so were, good. They were uh, definitely the dynamic duo back in that day, and... Yep. Um, three-headed monster, the Vandasar in there too, and later on, uh, De Gea. Yeah, uh, they were just unreal. Yeah, moving on left side, CB. Going with uh, Vincent Company here, I think. Mm-hmm. Just another similar to Terry, a, a, a born leader, anchored the Man City back line to the new era of the, where they are now, really. He he was uh, he carried the baton for a while there, won four titles, four League Cups, two FA Cups. Um, as well as two Super Cups. The guy um, sealed their one league title with an absolute screamer against Leicester City late in the year. Um, just an all-around great guy. Now we're seeing him, like a lot of these other guys, step into the managerial side of the game. Um, I didn't mention like Terry did with Aston Villa, and I think he took over in the championship. So now we see company in the championship with Burnley. It'll be interesting to see how he will do there, transitioning from... Anderlecht in the in the Belgian league, so um, yeah, I think just those two guys in the back were just natural born leaders and really um, set the tone for how a center back should play in this modern game. Yep. Um, all right, my left center back, not a bit of a homer pick. It's a a, a full homer pick. Uh, it's going to be Sol Campbell. He was present for the invincible uh, win in two thousand and four. He won the league twice with Arsenal, one in 2002, one in 2004. Uh, They called him Judas. He left Tottenham uh, to come to Arsenal, won some trophies here with us when when we were a better side. It could be argued that Tottenham are a better side now. Um, Won four English Cup, FA Cups, with with, uh, three with Arsenal, one with Portsmouth. They won that in 2008. That was back in the uh, Peter Crouch days, if I believe correctly. Um, win the League Cup in 99 and then two English Super Cups with Arsenal as well. They did a double the year they, they were invincible. So uh, I think Sol Campbell was another guy that was just super physical, tall guy, big, beefy, uh, strong. And the fact that he just decided to come across uh, across town and, and play for Arsenal instead of uh, staying at Tottenham just really, really jumps him up there. He was also a stalwart in the... English national teams uh, of the early 2000s. And so Campbell, definitely a homer pick, but um, just so important in the in the backbone of Arsenal at that point and, and a big reason why they, they never lost a game that year. Yeah, heavily underrated guy when you consider Extremely. Uh, best center backs of all time in there. Yeah. Um, I would say out of all positions, I think this would be the one we would pick the same. Probably. Um, so I'm going to have to go there with another Chelsea guy, go with Ashley Cole. Yep, me too. Um, three titles in the league, one League Cup, as well as those two European titles 
like Czech and Terry had, and uh, he's got seven FA Cups, both with Arsenal and Chelsea, which is the most of anybody in history. So uh, the guy was an absolute winner. He kind of set the tone there to transition the fullback position into more of a attacking role to where now we see how Cancelo, Trent, um, Robertson, all these guys play, Chilwell, James, all the top-tier guys. Just going forward and being involved in the attack is more of a more of a norm now than back in the day where if they were uh, defensive-only type guys. But um, he, he has those two times there. Started with Arsenal for a while, seven, nine years, something like that. Yep. Uh, youth system there. Um, was part of the Invincibles and then made a dramatic move to London rivals Chelsea and continued his success and uh, solidified himself as one of the best to ever do it there at left back. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he was he. It was a pretty easy pick for me there. I was going to go with either him or uh, or Evra, but I decided to go with Ashley Cole strictly based on on his winning just resume i mean the guy he really didn't lose he made the move uh to chelsea at the right time and was a part of a lot of their success uh over the years and being part of those chelsea teams that were so incredibly successful and the invincibles team uh is really (laughs) impressive and uh he uh he had a lot to do with it to be honest he was he was really good and just excellent going forward and like matt said being part of that like transitional period where the game started um to get a little bit more aggressive from the back especially from the left and right flanks i think is super underrated as well we have to give him a lot of credit for that yeah and then moving on going into the midfield um this guy would have to be my more of a holding dm i'm gonna have to go he's currently manager for crystal palace go with patrick vieira all right um i think just his presence alone i've seen him in person when he was a manager for NYCFC. Just, he's a unit. He's an absolute behemoth of a man. He's, <laughs> yeah. It's tough to, to think about battling with him in the midfield for the ball, headers, and everything. He he would definitely put you in the in the hospital for a couple of days if you get on the wrong side of him. So I'm surprised yeah. how Roy Keane dealt with him for so long, just their competition between the two of them. Um, three-time Premier League winner, five League cu- or FA Cups, um world cup winner there the 98 french team um as well as uh football of the year in france in 2001 um i can't really say i can't really go much into detail about him. i'm sure you'll go in more about it but i think he he's a obvious option here for me with how i structure teams you always need one guy um holding the being a ball winner um sitting more at home and breaking the play up and maybe being a deep line playmaker. Yeah, I, this is funny. I don't have Vieira in my team. I, I sort of battled. Really? I, yeah, I sort of battled here. I actually considered some other guys for deep line playmakers that weren't uh, Vieira. I, I got a little bit like, gun shy because i was like oh i have a couple arsenal guys i don't want to seem like too much of a homer he's probably number two for me uh i really consider claude mccalele actually uh he was he's incredible that those highlights i watch a lot of highlights from like you know the early 2000s a lot of Bergkamp camp on stuff 
Um, and and Makalele, I always have in the rotation because the way that he played and and played forward was just incredible. He was such a crisp passer and even good defensively. Um, but like I said, I, I don't have Vieira. I, I don't have Makalele in here at left center mid. I actually have Frank Lampard, mm-hmm. one of my favorite players ever to watch. Um, maybe not, maybe not a great manager, but an extremely impressive CV with Chelsea. Could have won more, I think. Um, but he was there for so long and gave so much to the club. It's exactly what you want in a club captain and in just a, a stalwart, a guy that's going to be there through everything and for everything. He won Footballer of the Year in 2005, uh, one-time Champion League winner. It could have maybe been more, um, could have definitely been more. They won that in, in 2012. English champ three times. Uh, they won a Europa League in, in 12-13 towards the very end of his career. Four FA Cups, two League Cups, and two Super Cups. Frank Lampard, just an absolute demon. Somebody that you want on pretty much any team. I mean, pro- what do you think? A top, Definitely top 10 English player of all time. Probably top five for me. I just think that He's he's the identity of Chelsea. It's a shame that he's still not there managing, um, and he he has to be in your Premier League eleven. Has to be. Yeah, and I think that's a good segue. And my other CM is Frank Lampard, who plays more yeah. of a box to box. Yep. Um, later in his career, played with Man City for the one year, scored against us controversially. I think they won or drew the game. Um, but yeah, he's he's the definition of Chelsea. Um, I can definitely see him down the line, maybe five to ten years when he's further into his managerial career, maybe coming back to the bridge. So. I'm sure it'll happen if he continues climbing the ladder of the management side of the game. Um, I think this will be a big year for him at Everton if they can bounce back and do better than what they did this year. I think it'll be in this, a step in the right direction. But as a player, um, being scoring all those goals from the midfield is something hard to do. Um, we're seeing nowadays a lot of goals are coming from the outside these wingers uh, more than the strikers at times. But to have a guy come through the midfield and score all these goals, it's really tough to do nowadays. You really only see a few other guys do it. Um, yep. Not even just in the Prem, but across all of the game in Europe. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough to really argue going against him. You could you could go with Paul Scholes here, um, Steven Gerrard, Roy Keane. But, um, yeah, I think just Lampard's scoring ability beats all those guys out of the water. Yeah. Um, and then at Cam, I have a guy that you could probably – play at cm cam center forward or striker um probably my second favorite attacking player besides Henri, wayne rooney i mean i lived for wayne rooney screamers it's it's honestly a shock that i'm not a united fan and i hate them as much as i do because in those years where I was really forming a love for the game, it, it was all United. Yeah. Same. They were the best team. They were the best team. And they were the team that were on every weekend on Fox Soccer, which was channel like 825 on Comcast. I remember it. Yep. 
that was that was the only team that I got to watch. And I did fall in love with so many of their players, but um Rooney, I just think had such an unreal time with United. He played alongside just so many different like Hall of Fame players, just unbelievable guys. And he himself, I think, is is the reason that United were able to to get through so many of those tough ass matchups. He was a grinder and his ability to track back or stay up depending on what uh Fergie asked him to do. I just think he was he's incredible. He was a player of the year in 0910 or not 010, 10. He was a top scorer in the World Cup in, in 08, 09, one-time Champions League winner, Moscow. Uh, 2009, they won the FIFA World Club. They won the league five times with Rooney in their team. Uh, won the Europa League in 16-17 before he he retired from United. They won the FA Cup in 2016 and four English League Cups as well as four English Super Cups. So Rooney was there for, for a lot of it. He's not playing anymore. He's with Derby. He's the manager now. He is only 36 years old, which is crazy. Um, but if you look at his build, that short, stocky, just like quintessentially british uh born in liverpool everton everton diehard fan and that's where he played for when he grew up but he was just unbelievable for united and transformed uh that that's that position when when ronaldo left and i just think that there is nobody on earth that had more electric long shots ever than wayne rooney uh, he has some of my favorite Probably my, my top three favorite Premier League goals all come from Wayne Rooney. He was unbelievable. Yeah, and he's the club record scorer there in his yep. final season there. He scored um, against Stoke, I think, on a free kick to beat um, Sir, Bob, Sir Bobby Charlton. Um, yeah, he's up there with, with Shearer and Charlton, right, And for Premier League stuff? He's second all-time for yeah. goals yep. uh, with 208. But he's it's crazy. But he's still fifty-two behind Shear. Yeah. Um. Uh, nobody's gonna ever top that. I don't think. I think. I think Harry Kane's got a good shot. Um, yeah, he could. He's seventy-seven away from Shear right now. Yeah. Um. He needs four goals to become third. Uh, he's right. one behind Aguero and he's four behind Andy Cole. Okay. So he'll he'll definitely get up there within the next five years. I don't see him. Yeah. I think that's definitely a goal that he has. Yeah. Um, if not, if he decides to stay at Spurs um, for his career, but who knows? Uh, my cam is my second of three modern players. I'm gonna go with Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Um, this guy just looks like your average Joe, um, everyday guy, but has the the best foot skills that you could ask for for any position on the field as a player. He's got four titles there with City in the uh, league titles, um, 18, 19, 21, 22, so four out of five years there. Um, five league cups, four of those are straight in a row. Um, only one FA Cup. It's weird how Man City don't do well in the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, and, of course, he's got a multitude of other accolades, but, yeah, just the... The finesse that he has as a set-piecer, the way he strikes a ball is so pure. Um, when he rifles it from the top of the box into the goal, it's it's very hard to do just how clean he strikes through. I've watched videos on how he 
he approaches the ball and just the breakdown of how he he, he shoots and approaches his technique things, yeah. is it's like a he hits it like a like a professional golfer hits the ball like his his finesse and his understanding of the the mechanics of how the the ball flies is incredible yeah and um i think it only helps that he's been playing under pep and yeah it's only gotten the best out of him and he's done he's 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 created moments so frequently even though he's been a little injury prone the last few seasons which is unfortunate but he's still putting up great numbers and i think he's just somebody that that um that moves the game in the right direction i think rooney's a a a great shout who can definitely replace him here for what he's done yeah um i think david silva was in there too for me for a little bit Um, as well yeah and then besides those guys i'm not really thinking of any other cams yeah and then i right oh what's up oh that was just gonna say that i can really think of yeah right center mid is actually where i have de bruyne i don't think i think you have to put him in in your premier league 11 i i don't care that you know he's played in in all kinds of different places he he was with wolfsburg for a while too uh but he he came up through through chelsea and he's back now he's been in the prem for for a a considerable amount of time at this point and i just think that his cb through through the years that he's been at at city have been unbelievable sure he's had great teams around him but he's been the engine uh he's a quintessential engine playmaker just he can finish the ball if he has to he he's so so good and he's at right center mid for me i think you could push him and rooney um sort of side to side you could play de bruyne at cam and and rooney in it at cm too just because of rooney's defensive ability but yeah i have de bruyne in my side for all the reasons matt just said i don't think we need to go through them again okay moving now to the front three um do you want to go left to right or right to left let's go right to left we'll do the snake all right um this is gonna be my last modern player i'm gonna go with mo salah yeah um the way he's carried liverpool on his back through these years as a scorer um he's been he's been having the goal load of a striker like harry kane and aguero but plays on the wing which is something that hasn't really been happening in the prem since he's joined there's been that transition i mentioned before with wingers being more of the the goal central guys um you've seen guys like hazard do it in the past son now with spurs um his partner Mane there for a few for the time he was there now that he's gone um he's won the champ he's won everything you can win at the club level here with liverpool and england one of each thing twice with two two league cups one with liverpool and one with chelsea um he was top scorer in the prem three three years now um I think he's tied for the most goals in the Prem there with 32. I think that's level with Suarez, right? Yep. I think, something like that. And then um, mm-hmm. he's been African Football of the Year for two years there in 17 and 18. Um, there's a lot of different people you can go with here. I think Mosal is down the pecking order for a lot of people, but I think he's just the face of the Premier League now. He's up there, Harry Kane. Um, representing the game and what it is. Um, you can go with Ronaldo here if you want. You could go with um, maybe not David Beckham in a right winger. He'd be further back, but um, I'm trying to think. Whoops. Oh, I just spoiled <laughs> your pick. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I just think he's he's just somebody that's electric. He's he's been up there for a lot of Puskas awards. He's just his finesse on the ball is great. He's a great leader up there, and he's not afraid to share the ball either. He he divvies up a lot of assists as well. He's not a straightforward, selfish guy who wants it all for himself. He's a team first guy, and you've seen the success that Liverpool's had and the effect Klopp has had on him as a player. Um, just like De Bruyne, he had times with Chelsea and it didn't work out, so he moved abroad, um, or I should say outside the country, and then eventually came back and has shown the quality he has and the success that um, comes from his ter- determination and, and what he's put in the grind. So he's 30 years yep. old now, so I'm sure he's coming down to the end of his career. He's on his last year of his contract, so I think potentially we could say here that we might see the last year of Salah in the Prem here. Yeah, we certainly we certainly may. And, you know, when I think about Salah, I think about how just how wasted he was for, for a long time. It's a shame because his development was stunted because of the moves and, and not getting the time that he needed at Chelsea. Uh, he sort of broke out at Roma, but he, he really could have been this good a, a long time ago. I think some of it, some of his, his talent actually does come down to the fact that he was stunted and he he has something to prove. I think that's, that's certainly something you have to consider, but it does make me think, like, how many good years of Salah could we have had? You know, it, it's it's sort of a shame, but he's he's had such an incredible last five or so years with with liverpool that i I, i'm still so happy that we were able to to see him play but um i do wonder sometimes like what more could we have seen from salah because he has always had this talent he's always been this dynamic even back in the day when he wasn't getting a ton of time so that's always something i think about but at right at right mid right wing um sort of more of a right mid like matt said I have David Beckham. This is this is another nostalgia pick for me. If you look in my closet, um, the the most jerseys I have are David Beckham jerseys. I, I went through my jerseys a couple weeks ago. There's three LA Galaxy Beckham jerseys. There's a United one. There's there's a Madrid one. And there's a PSG one. I have six David Beckham jerseys in my closet. He is one of my favorite players of all time sort of a a break into to the mls that's that's kind of like i'm trying to think that was probably like 2009 or 2010 when he transferred in and and played uh for the galaxy a really big signing marquee signing for the for the galaxy for the mls in general Mm -hmm. uh so some of the nostalgia comes from there but watching him at united i remember the sharp jerseys that they used to wear It's, it's hanging in my closet it was incredible. I mean, he was an unbelievable free kick taker, sort of reminiscent of the way that James Ward-Prowse takes free kicks, Leighton Baines, those guys, uh, free kick specialists in, in Premier League history. Just an unbelievably quick player, really aggressive, sharp on the ball as well as off the ball. He was a defensive uh, monster, super physical. And if you pair him up, if we're thinking about like if this team were to play in real life, Having TAA and Beckham sort of making those overlapping runs on the wing would probably be fucking insane. Uh, so that's part of why I picked him there. He definitely isn't a native right wing, but I think if you put him uh, just maybe a little bit stunt, like stunted back, that he'd still do an incredible job there. Uh, a great crosser of the ball as well as a, a great cutter and just an unbelievable finisher and shooter. So I'm going to put Beckham there, and uh, I, I, I just love him. I, I wish that... Um, I wish that he would have stayed in the Prem for longer. To be honest with you, his his career 
for United wasn't as long as it probably could have been just because he was he was worth so much money. He he went all over it. I don't I'm trying to think like I don't know any other player who played for as many top teams as him. He played for PSG, he played for United, he played for the Galaxy when they were the best in the MLS. Uh he played for Milan and Madrid when they were the best. So that's so insane. Yeah, he played in all the top leagues for all the top leagues, except, yep. except Germany. But um, maybe, maybe Ibra is is up there as well. But yeah, Ibra's been in all the same, a lot, all the same. Yeah, yeah, just like Beckham, just not Germany. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he was one of my favorite players growing up. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I watched the game, I wanted to play. I, I was a right mid as well. Yeah, same. Growing up, striker, yep. right mid. Eventually, as I got older, maybe move further back. Which now, the way I view the game and play the game, I like to think more defensively. So I enjoy playing maybe more of a holding mid, right back role. Yeah, um, I like seeing the game in front of me, not um, mm-hmm. not with my back to the goal. I guess that's just my view. The game's changed a bit. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just he's an icon of the game, and yeah, I would like, I would hope for him personally eventually enter miami to kick off because they've really yeah it's been tough the since they've joined the mls three four years um they haven't had any sort of success and it's it's gonna be interesting to see if messi is the savior for them when he takes over part of the ownership who knows maybe they get ronaldo i don't know he's he's got the links to pull some of that crap off for sure it really does um do you want to save striker to last or do you just want to keep going yeah i think I think mine's gonna be really easy to pick anyway. People know who it is already, but yeah. yeah, let's let's jump to left wing. Yeah, and this is where I have him. I'm playing Thierry Henry on left wing. That's where Wise. growing up, that's where he started in France yep. and eventually was converted into a striker center forward. Um the man's an icon of the game. He's gives a lot of uh gives a lot of content on social media to be memed um some of his looks his little <laughs> yeah. smile he does it's he's a relatable guy and i yep. think we later in his career we enjoyed seeing him in the mls he was one of the second second generation guys to come over after david beckham um yep. with the red bull unfortunately but has a lot of iconic moments there as well um he was four four seasons he was the top scorer in the prem he was player of the year twice writers player of the year three times and he was the french player of the year for five years there um from 2000 2006 he's in the premier league hall of fame one of the first two classes um as well as two titles in the prem three fa cups a european championship and he's a winner of the world cup there so um a very decorated player he's won everything you could possibly win bar the champions league or no did did they win it with barcelona uh, he may have one with Barca. Yeah, I think he was a part of that team. That I'm, I still can't believe that team. Side note, just him at Messi team and Ibra. Ibra couldn't even make the lineup. And Ronaldinho was on that team too, wasn't he? Yeah, Xavi and Iniesta. Like... That's so weird. And Carlos Puyol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that team was disgusting. It's, it's so good. Just 10, 15 years down the line now, you could name the starting eleven. Like yeah, it's the, easily. Like yeah, yeah, Torre. Yeah, exactly. Like he, he couldn't even make the team. Um, nope. That's he, crazy. He's another guy that's underrated you could put in your midfield and people wouldn't yep. have too many issues with. But yep. yeah, I think Thierry Henry is just not kind of the game. Or one of, not one of the, probably the best signing fingers ever made. 
Yes, easily. turned him into what he is today. So I think you can definitely go into more detail about him. Yep. But um, Um, you're playing him a striker, so who do you have at your left? I have Ryan Giggs. Yeah. My, again, probably my favorite left wing. Uh, Perez was really good as well for Arsenal, of course, but um, so was Freddie Lundberg and and Henrik Larsson played up top towards the end, but um those guys were all great but ryan Giggs there for for essentially all of the trophies that i've explained uh already uh with rooney and uh vandersar vidic Giggs, i think is the one of the greatest welsh players of all time he it was probably the archetype that that gareth bale uh aspired to be of course bale a little bit quicker but Giggs was was just unreal. He was so fast, sort of like sleepy fast. I think he he was really good on the ball, but he could also drop back at at points. He played um, further back in the midfield, and I think defensively underrated. Uh, made a lot of good tackles as well. Just not a super physical player, but really good on the ball. Really good going forward. He linked up with skulls so well, uh, and he was a extremely important part of those United teams that had all that success played for a really long time uh did step in there towards the end actually and and sort of help United uh when they were looking for a new manager as well uh and Giggsy's Giggsy's one of my favorite players ever so he got left wing for me I just don't think that there's a lot of other guys that you can put there um who who were better you know Andrea on the left I I understand that for sure uh but but Giggs is definitely my my favorite there yeah probably the most decorated player at the club level um, yes in england for sure i don't know globally but compared yeah. to some of those guys that play in spain but yeah i think yeah he's definitely he was there he was there for two eras too you know what i mean he was there for so long yeah you saw him grow up from being a boy to a man and he eventually yeah. took over the club for a time and now he's moved on to to uh where he is now dealing with some some law some court issues and stuff but um that's, that's yeah out, that's outside the game and we're, we're <laughs> right. just here to talk about what happened on the pitch but right yeah he's definitely got the cv to be in this team all right and going to striker um i gotta go with alan Shear. Um, yeah it's tough not to put him in this team because he is the all-time scorer in the in the yeah. competition with 260 goals which is hard to comprehend um you have to compare guys that you've watched and he's got over double what lukaku has um jamie vardy same double what he has and you see the quality that these guys are um and harry kane is definitely the well he is the closest guy to catch him i don't know if he will bar injuries but he's definitely got a good shot and what um Shear was the top scorer in the league for three seasons, and I can correct myself now with that solid comment earlier. He's got the most goals in a season um, with 34. I think he's tied with Andy Cole there, so 34 in the 94-95 season. Um, He followed that up with 31 in the following season, and then after that, another 25. So this guy was absolutely pounding people. Um, You could argue it was a different time of the game where people would – play their match and maybe smoke some cigs at halftime or drink oh. something and go party after. So yeah. there's the argument there you, with your comparison with LeBron to Jordan with how the game yeah. changes. So you can make that argument, but still he holds that record there with the goals and 
but it'll be tough to see who can match that and whoever does it'll be an even greater achievement because like i just mentioned the game has changed with with um sports therapy and sports science and how players take care of themselves and prepare for um, athletic events not just in football but all competitions and all sports um, yeah he only won the prem once with blackburn he was player of the year five times magical season there mm-hmm. yeah the only time the only premier league title blackburn's ever won and yep. i think we could agree we'll ever have but yep. you never know leicester city has happened before but um yeah i think the only reason i put him in here is because i didn't want i wanted originally i had a 4-4-2 i had him and honoree up front but um, um made the formation change and pushed on to the left because these guys were definitely um the top two names on my sheet when it came to the, the all-time 11 yeah um and i mean matt's already going over on here but i have him at striker of course he is i i'm blessed to have watched um not not a ton of his career but at least the tail end of his career i got to really see all of the time at barcelona uh i was i was young when he was at arsenal i've gone back and i mean i've watched almost every game from that season uh in full multiple times so i i'm extremely familiar with just how important he was uh at arsenal but i i did only get to see really the the tail end of his career with barca uh, but he was still at his best at that point so Henri won eight footballers of the year uh he won in 2006 in france and england in 05 in france 04 in england 04 in france 03 in france 03 in england and 2000 in france as well five-time top scorer in the Prem, uh, four times in the Prem, and then one time in the Confederations Cup in 2003. Don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, Two-time player of the year, back-to-back years in 02, 03, and 03, and 04. Won the World Cup in 98, FIFA World Cup, World Cup <clears throat> Club World Cup in 2009. Won the Euro in 2000 with France when he was really young. Champions League in 08, 09. Obviously part of the Invincibles team in 2004, won the league in 2002 as well. Uh, two-time Spanish champion with Barcelona, one-time French champion. They won the Super Cup, won the FA Cup three times with Arsenal. Spanish Cup winner uh, with Barca. Spanish Super Cup, they won the Supporters' Shield uh, in the MLS. Confederations Cup 2003, which I think has been done away with. And then they won the, he won the Super Cup twice with Arsenal as well in 2002 and 2004. So the guy's got an unbelievable CV. Um, brought in by Wenger when he was quite young from Monaco. Uh, this was back in the era where where Wenger was smoking cigs on the sideline. You know, this was this was just raw talent that that Arsene Wenger saw in France, brought with him. They were fellow countrymen, and Henri's the most important player I think I've ever watched play uh, in the Prem. He was so lanky and so almost unphysical uh but he was able to drop that shoulder and get inside uh on so many different players like top 10 center backs of all time drop the shoulder absolutely lose them he was a terrorist he absolutely terrorized some of the best center backs especially on an international level when they played in the world cup and the euro um i watched like a two-minute clip this morning of Henri just terrorizing cannavaro and the italy back line in in 2002 he was just so silky. I don't know if we've seen a striker since then that 
had such command of the ball at his feet in terms of turning, touch, finishing. He was a complete package, truly. I mean, Ronaldo, really good, but more of a brute force guy. He's got great touch, but just, I don't know. Aguero. There was something. There, Aguero, yeah, maybe Aguero, probably him. But Henri was just, I don't know if we'll ever see that that full package again. Shearer, of course, incredible. Probably, probably realistically the best striker, uh, definitely in terms of goal scoring ability. But Henri was just so versatile and so good. He played on an unbelievable team, but he was the number one option in that team. And I don't know. He's just definitely my he's my favorite player ever, and certainly my my favorite striker. So I got to put him in there. Yeah. All right. That's a good way to round it out. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's our all-time eleven. I think we had two or three, right? We had Henri, Lampard, and and Cole. I think we just had those three similar, right? Yeah. Oh, and De Bruyne. You had De Bruyne in there. And De Bruyne. Yeah. And we I had, had him. So we had four. More than I that's thought. That's good though. That's a yeah. good amount. Yeah. But yeah, you can definitely see the different um, what we view as important to our teams and how we look at the game, which is nice. Um, I don't know the next time if we'll do anything like this. Next week we're going to do a a transfer report. Um, a lot yep. of things have been going on with our two clubs. Um, definitely some signings have been made both sides. Arsenal have confirmed Jesus. Chelsea still looking at a couple. Um, hijacked Rafinha potentially from Arsenal. But um, I think more will open up tomorrow um, once July starts where um, free agents are available and Things are going to yeah. move more um, more at a rapid pace because um, we want to get these guys in. Oh, the way I view it, I want you want to get these guys in before preseason starts just to have yep. more time to gel with the team. So um, we're one step closer to the league coming back, which is great to see. I know we're, we're itching by the day, and I think this season is going to be a big one. Um, we'll talk more about that as we get closer, but um, Evan, thank you for, yeah. for giving me your 11. It was good to hear yep. you what you had to say and um thank you guys for listening once again um 139 episodes just think hearing hearing myself say that is crazy but we didn't want to we didn't want to leave you guys hanging for a week so we came up with this and i think it turned out to be a good one so um that's the 50 minute mark um check us out on our socials like i said at the start at post 20 pod check out our our um prem teams for the upcoming year that we drafted with zach um, guest appearance follow us on our streaming platforms there soundcloud spotify and apple podcasts and other than that everybody have a good fourth of july stay safe and we'll see you next week yep see ya